Welcome to the Successful Farming Weeds Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, David Ekstrom. A clean field is a farmer's first line of defense against herbicide-resistant weed populations. Kip Jacobs, a technical service manager for UPL, sat down with Successful Farming Editor Chelsea Dingerman to discuss how pre-emergent herbicides can fit into a weed management plan. Before we get into the podcast, we'd like to thank our sponsor, FMC. Today's program is sponsored by Anthem and Authority brand herbicides from FMC. Visit ag.fmc.com to learn more. Control the toughest weeds with overlapping residuals. Lock in the longest lasting control for your soybean fields. A pre-emergence application of an Authority brand herbicide plus a post-application of Anthem Max herbicide establishes the overlapping residual control key to safeguarding your soybean seasons. This pairing is a heavy-duty economical strategy against Palmer Amaranth, Waterhemp, Kosha, and more. Visit your FMC retailer or lockin.ag.fmc.com today. Always read and follow all label directions. And now, back to the podcast. So I guess we'll start off, can you kind of give me a little bit of background about how pre-emergent herbicides are kind of used traditionally in today's crop fields? Um, so typically, pre-emergent herbicides are going to be used solely as, as the name implies, pre-emergent. Um, what we've seen in the past couple of years is pre-emergents have become um, or relied upon a little too much. Um, and they were sought to be um, kind of a standalone um, application. So with that, what we have started to see growers do and what we're trying to convince growers to be more cognizant of is, is these are not going to be a, a standalone um, standalone application that is going to be viable to, to provide season-long control. Uh, but definitely they're they're critically um, important for a foundation and weed control that could allow us to layer residuals throughout the season to be sure that we're successful in keeping weeds um, from emerging all season long. And so is there a certain type of farmer or a certain type of field that these are best used on? Um, are they better for corn or soybeans? Are there certain weeds that are better managed by these? Kind of give me the rundown of how farmers should decide to use these? So weeds and, and herbicide resistant weeds in particular, they continue to be one of the leading stressors for growers. Um, with that data continues to show that these pre-emergent herbicides um, are advantageous in both controlling the resistant weeds um, that are already present in the field, but also helping combat the evolution of the of resistance and other weeds that may be present in the field. So simply put, everybody, um, in my opinion, should be using pre-emergent herbicides. And based on, on the, which crop they should be used in, um, absolutely they're, they're important for corn and soybean production alike. Um, even once the canopy is closed, um, weeds can still produce way more seeds than they should be able to in shaded environments. So to maintain a zero tolerance policy for weed seed, a pre-emergence herbicide is going to be a necessary foundation uh, to aid in the success for season-long control of those weeds. When we when we talk about the efficacy of the herbicides, it, it comes down to several key factors since every AI or, or mode of action group of herbicide targets slightly different species in slightly different ways. So similar to fertilizer, we want the the right product or active ingredient applied at the right rate at the right time. Uh, so these these herbicide applications can be efficacious on on both annual broadleaf and annual grass species 
uh, from the pre-emergent side, but to simplify the efficacy and importance of, of pre-emergent herbicides, the easiest weed to control is going to be the one that you never see. So it is critical to have a broad spectrum herbicide program out before the weeds germinate uh, to again, ensure that we have the greatest possibility for success throughout the whole season. Gotcha. And there's a lot of different companies and a lot of modes of action. So what should farmers be considering when they're picking which product is right for their fields? So there's a there's a lot of really good products and a lot of really good companies on the market. When I talk to growers, I, I like to talk in terms of active ingredient. Um, so that way, you know, it's it's an education lesson. So the decision making process is going to start in the combine cab uh, the previous year. Uh, so like right now, 2023, we should be in the combine cab and, and being observational as that's going to be the the start of our decision making for 2024. So down every row across every acre, we should be taking notes on on what we're seeing, uh, what weeds are present, um, where are the weeds present in the field, how dense is the population, what was my tillage program, what crop hybrid or, or variety did I plant? What was the trait package of the crop I used? Uh, what was the planting population, planting date, et cetera? And then compare that to um, your notes for your inputs. Um, what products did I use? Um, stuff like that. When did I apply them? And at what timing did I apply them? Pre-emergent, post-emergent, um, spring or fall? This allows, um, this is going to allow us to make better and, and more responsible decisions for the next year. All of these cropping decisions are important to note, um, not only mechanical, cultural, but also that chemical practices are going to be important to fight against the um, evolving resistance of weeds. So rather than just picking a spe specific product, it's, it's important to take all parts of, of the previous year to allow us to build a, a more responsible program and what products we should be using into the next cropping season. And you talked a little bit about kind of the importance of starting with a clean field. How do these pre-emergent herbicides help farmers do that? And why is that so important when it comes to managing weeds? So this is this is going to be a long one um, on, on why pre-emergent herbicides are important and what the benefit of them is. Um, so to understand the benefit of pre-emergent herbicides, we we need to understand the battle that growers are up against. Um, with this, I think it's important for all parties involved in herbicide management decisions to understand how or why herbicides are targeting weeds um, and how they interact in order to build a trust in that recommendation and a trust in that product. So the increasing, uh, increasingly prominent mechanism of herbicide resistance in a lot of our key economic weeds it's non-target site resistance. So with this type of resistance, there are several possible fates for a herbicide within the plant. Uh, this could be reduced uptake or translocation, which simply means the weed does not bring the herbicide or move the herbicide uh, to the part in the plant that it is trying to target. Um, and then also there is going to be um, metabolic resistance, which is the basically the plant that's able to uh, chew up and spit out the herbicide before it is able to become toxic or active within the plant. So now that we kind of understand the ways that non-target site resistant works in, in these target weeds, it can be related to a, a simple analogy. So non-target site resistance in weeds, I, I like to say it's kind of like the immune system of a young child. 
A baby is likely to have a less robust immune system, which is going to lead to higher possibility of, of more infections. So this is going to be similar to a young weed um, out in a grower's field. When the weed is young, the resistance mechanisms or, or the immune system that we just mentioned are not yet mature, allowing these, um, these herbicides to be more effective at controlling the target weed. So this is going to be why the pre-emergent herbicide and even a layered residual on top of that are so important. And this is going to tie back to that previous statement that um, I said that is the easiest weed to control is going to be that one that you never see in the field. Gotcha. And so now switching gears a little bit, can you talk a little bit about how and when pre-emergent herbicides are applied and kind of any best practices that farmers should know when they're using these products? So at the at the risk of, of weed science being too complex, uh, pre-emergence or, or residual herbicides are, are simply applied uh, prior to the weeds emerge, hint, uh, pre-emergent herbicides. Now that there are several timings um, that the grow throughout the growing season that these products can be applied. Um, a residual product can be applied as, as part of a pre-plant program in either the spring or the fall. Um, it can be applied following crop planting, but prior to the weed and crop emerging, this would be your, um, your definition of pre-emergent application. And also residuals can be applied then as part of a in-crop or a post-applied herbicide program um, where we're going to layer the residuals together. Um, generally for that in-season application, uh, I would like to see that applied 28 days after the crop has been planted. So this, this allows for a little bit of insurance that the residuals will overlap um, between the pre-emergent application and the in-crop application. Um, so that way there's no break in, in that residual coverage. Um, for best practices, as always, please read and follow label directions for the products that are being applied. Um, but there's several general best practices for pre-emergence or, or residual herbicides. Uh, most importantly, be mindful of weather forecast. Ideally, you would like to have rain uh, to incorporate these herbicides into the soil uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, and with that, most labels recommend um, and state that if there's no moisture that occurs within seven to 10 days after that herbicide is applied, um, the product should be then incorporated mechanically with a, a uniform shallow depth uh, tillage pass. For residual products, a, a larger droplet size is, is preferred, a, a medium to a coarse droplet size, and generally a minimum of 10 gallon per acre is necessary. Um, but just like with any herbicide application, uh, the greater gallon per acre that we can we can apply is is going to always be preferred to ensure that uniform coverage of the herbicide. Uh, with that, pay, pay close attention also to the field that the application is being made. If there are weeds already emerged at the time that you are making your pre-emergent application, um, add an additional herbicide um, that does have foliar activity as well, such as uh, 2,4-D or dicamba, glufosinate, or, or glyphosate for, for some examples of foliar control. And with that, uh, be cautious of, of not only what is in the field, but also what is around the field. Uh, be sure that there's not going to be any sensitive species that will be affected by either downwind or off-target movement of those herbicides being applied as well. And so as farmers get into the growing season, obviously they'll know that this is effective if no weeds grow, but that's kind of 
wishful thinking. So beyond that, what can farmers be doing to track the success of a pre-herbicide or a pre-emergent herbicide application? So yeah, you, you nailed it right on the head. If, if you don't see any weeds in your crop as healthy, um, obviously that's the, the pure sign of success of your pre-emergent herbicide, but you can tie that back to um, your note-taking as well. Uh, be sure when you're out scouting your fields, um, if you see weeds begin to emerge, just just look at your calendar, see what the date is and jot that date down uh, with a little note that says, you know, this is the 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 day that the weeds emerged. And you can cross reference that with the herbicide um, application information that you had already collected, the date, the product um, and all that information. And you can use that as a way to look back um from year to year to to then use that as a judgment of success of your herbicide applications as well. And I know that as I've been talking with people throughout covering weeds, um, many have mentioned that you can't rely on just one thing to control weeds in your fields. So what other management should farmers be following up with after using a pre-emergent herbicide? Yeah, so it's this is a topic that I think is is increasingly important and, and we need to, as an industry, be more responsible in, in how we approach this and, and mention that it's important to reinforce um, the idea that we can't just answer our problems or questions with, with more herbicides. It's important to incorporate those best management practices in all aspects of, of your agronomics on your operation, whether that's proper cultural control, mechanical control with tillage, um, as well as those chemical practices. Um, these all should be married together um, for the ultimate success of that acre. For the sake of, of staying on topic with the chemistry question, a, a pre-emergent application should never, as I mentioned, be a standalone application. There should be that second application planned and ready to be made 28 days after that crop has been planted. And this application should contain a residual uh, to prevent the weeds from emerging later in the season, but also it should have that foliar activity product in there as well to control any weeds that may have come up um, prior to that application. So Mother Nature continues to play an important role in the function and activity of our crop protection products. Um, so it's important to have a backup plan also and, and be ready to adjust. So with that, it's, it's not a popular opinion, but if conditions are unfavorable, um, similar to what we've seen this year with um, excess heat and drought across uh, most of the Midwest and in large portions of the country in the 2023 season, um, there may be a need for a third application or, or even some mechanical weed control in, in the form of walking uh, crop rows with a weed hook. Um, I know nobody likes that, but um, regardless um, of the program, um, the number one management consideration that we need to keep in mind for weeds um, should be that zero tolerance policy. So with that zero tolerance policy, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to start clean, stay clean, and then we're going to end the season clean. Uh, as a as a robust way to be sure that we can halt and prevent the evolution of resistance in these weeds. Gotcha. Well, that's everything I wanted to cover. Is there anything else you think farmers need to know? Um, it's in terms of, of crop protection and agronomics as a whole. Um, be sure, you know, to sound like a broken record, always, you know, more notes are are better. Um, keep accurate records and and of what is doing, not only what is working, but but keep notes of what's not working as well. And then be sure you have that trusted advisor, um, whether it's a chemical rep, 
um, or your your local um, crop specialist at your co-op uh, location. Be sure you have that trusted advisor that can can be with you and help guide you through that process uh, to be sure that we're we're making those accurate and responsible recommendations for your operations moving forward. Kip, where could listeners go to learn more if they are interested in using pre-emergent herbicides? So absolutely. If you want to learn more about uh, pre-emergent herbicides, sustainable recommendations, and, and UPL as a whole, um, you can go visit www.upl-ltd.com, uh, where you'll find more about UPL and our approach to um, kind of revolutionizing um, the implementation of different management practices to um, target some of these resistant and troublesome weeds. Um, and with that, you can also visit www.previewherbicide.com uh, to learn more about pre-emergent options from UPL. Thank you to our guest today, Kip Jacobs. This Weeds Playbook podcast has been brought to you by Anthem and Authority Brand Herbicides from FMC. Visit ag.fmc.com to learn more. For more news and agricultural information, go to agriculture.com.